On tonight's show, we have singer and songwriter Annie Delgado. And now for your host, Cool Park. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This thing here is always giving me a... There we go. We're in the mix. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode 59, Kicking the Cool Card. I am your host, Cool Card. That's how I like to like, that's how I like to start the show. I already got one thumbs up. Cool. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, I invite you to subscribe, hit the like button, share it with your friends. Um, I'm just here to bring you value. Can't do it without you. So I do appreciate you guys tuning in. This month has been music month. I didn't even realize that I booked all musical guests this month. So yes, it's been music month, January, and it's coming to an end, but we got a great ending to this episode, to these episodes of this January month. Um, Last week, uh, who did I have last week? I had, oh, I had Black and Wild. They come from the legendary The Basement Crew with Devontae Swing from Jodeci. Um, some brothers I've known for a long time, worked with these guys. Uh, they came on the show talking about that old nostalgic 90s feel, that good R&B, that good soul. And if you heard the video, you saw the video, you know what I'm talking about. So shout out to Black and Wild. Uh, you can go check them out on Instagram under Enoch Wolford. That's E-N-O-C-H-W-O-F-F-A-R-D. He's the only one who's active on social media, but that's how you can go check them guys out, man. Go show them some love. All right. But this week, we have a pop star. Yes, a pop star. Annie Delgado. And if you've seen any of the promo, you know you're in for a treat. She's going to premiere her video, her new video, Daydream on the show tonight so y'all please stay tuned and, and check that out stay tuned and show that some love all right without further ado let's bring her on in the cool way nice little intro how i like to do it let's get it annie hey hey how are you, how are you? doing great <laughs> doing great doing well hey <laughs> i need you to do me one quick favor though can you turn your phone sideways landscape i got you in like a slither <laughs> Hold on. There we go. How's that? Okay, now you gotta take off. Uh, you got an iPhone? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have the lock thing on. Yeah, take that lock off. Let's see you full screen. There you go. <laughs> All right. How's it going? I'm great. I am great. Thank you for joining me, coming on the show tonight to kick it. I really appreciate it. So I, I heard that you've been doing a lot of these. Yes, I've been doing a lot of interviews and stuff because it's been a busy year. Um, I've already released a music video and I have a lot coming. So I've yes. just been, you know, constant grinding. <laughs> definitely, definitely. We're definitely going to play your music video for Daydream. And I know you've put out your first song was Galaxy and you do have another song that was uh, that you put out Kaleidoscope. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been doing my research on you. I've been checking you out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So you are a Cuban American from Miami originally, right? I am. Okay. Speak to that. How has your, your heritage influenced your music and and your journey and where you, where you are now? And also Miami. What's that? Also Miami, where you've lived. How has that influenced your music and everything? Yeah. I mean, it's, 
It's been a huge influence. Um, I'm really grateful to come from a culture that appreciates music so much. So I think first and foremost, just Cuban culture, like we love music, we love dancing, we love partying, period. Um, but growing up in Miami, I didn't get a little brother until I was about five years old. So I was around my older cousins the whole time. Um, and they were anywhere from like two to five years older than me. So they always had the best um, music. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a really vivid memory of dancing to uh, Lean With It, Rock With It. Um, <laughs> when I was definitely too young, my mom was over there like, um, what are you doing? But uh, they introduced me to a lot of really amazing R&B and like, Latin artists. And that has definitely made me appreciate that kind of music. And has given me um, just like an encyclopedia of music. And then, of course, later on in my life, I've um fallen in love with different kinds of music and just collecting all these influences all this time has helped me to be creative and kind of have a wide uh well of inspiration to draw from okay so you've been dancing i read your bio you said you've been dancing since you were two and you yeah. also you also were acting uh when you start you started acting when you were 10 years old correct yeah about about that age yeah so let me ask you this are you an actor who sings or are you a singer that can act um, I think I'm I'm a, an artist who can do various things. Like I um, find my my skill and like my natural tendency to be like in the studio writing, um, and then after that comes like my ability to perform, to dance, to act, okay. to do whatever I do. Essentially, I've just always wanted to be creative, so I've tried everything. Yeah, that's a culmination of everything, and that everything makes who who Annie Delgado is, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when did you know that you really wanted to take on like singing, like like really get into it and, and grow with it? Because I know you said that you left uh, Miami after high school to go to a performing arts school in New York, correct? Mm -hmm. So yeah. around that time, you should you pretty much knew you wanted to do your music thing, right? But when oh, did that sure. when did that click for you? Like, this is what I really want to do. Yeah, um, I went to a really academic, like, college preparatory academy high school. Um, and so everyone was like, be a lawyer, be a doctor, because I was a really good student. But I just really wanted to act. So there was a time that I um, was kind of thinking of going to school for something more practical, per se. Mm -hmm. But then around the time that I was 16 or 17, I just was like, I have to do this. Like, I'm going to be really upset if I never give this a shot. So... I talked to my parents and they agreed that if I got my associate's degree while I was still in high school, that I could go anywhere I wanted to for college. Um, and so, you know, that's just who I am as a person. I'm very self-motivated and it's something that I wanted more badly than anything else in the world. So I, you know, I hit the books, got my AA while I was still in high school and then auditioned for a bunch of different programs. But I liked AMDA the best because uh, I was only a year and a half mm -hmm. because I wanted to get out into the industry and like whatever kind of creating and performing I was going to do, I just wanted to get there as quick as possible. Okay. So you, you knew from jump when you hit that high school stage and you started learning all that you were learning, you're like, this is it. I got to do yeah. more with this. So you hurry up. You got that associate's degree. You made sure you got that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, one second. Uh, move to your right a little bit. There we go. All right, cool. With all the camera shifting, it kind of shifted you to the... Yeah, so we're good. Now, cool. for people who are watching and may not know what this means, 
I'm going to ask you this, and then if you can expound on it and, and kind of tell them what that mean, what it means and answer the question. Mm-hmm. When did you find your voice? Yeah, that's a really good question, actually, because I've been making music since like fourth grade, but that doesn't mean I had my voice yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I found it in the process of writing Galaxy. Um, it was an interesting process. I had come from like about a year and a half of working with just any producer who would work with me, mm-hmm. cutting demos. Um, and the demos were kind of all over the place. It was either like what the producer wanted to make or like what the producer thought I could make or thought I would sound good on. Yeah. And I met PJ Bianco, a wonderful producer here in LA. And he noticed that I was kind of having like um, an identity crisis, if you will, with music. Mm-hmm. And so he said, go home. He, well, first he was like, how did you start writing music? And I was like, on my guitar, simple chords, you know, on my guitar acoustic. He's like, go home, grab your guitar, light a candle, set a mood, write and just write and write from your heart. He's like, I don't cut a song that doesn't come from someone's heart. I don't cut a song if someone doesn't bleed on the page. Yeah. And so I went home and I wrote over the course of like a month, I wrote like 15 songs and I just kept sending him voice memos and voice memos. And finally... Um, there were a few contestants for the song that I would end up cutting, mm. um, but I went to, this is going to sound very basic, but I went to Coachella <laughs> and that, um, made me think about Galaxy, a song that I had demoed for him on my guitar. And I was like, yeah, that's a song I need to cut. And it really just opened my mind to like, I realized kind of what my perspective on life is and what I have to offer listeners. And that's huge because if you're just writing music, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall and you don't have anything to say. Yeah. Yeah, it might be a cool song, but it's not going to be impactful. So, um, so that, that was the moment, I think. So with that, you, you found your purpose. You found your voice. Mm-hmm. You find your sound. I think they really, um, him, PJ Bianco, and then I had another producer in the room um, co-producing named Nick Lee. They really helped me establish my sound um, with the vibey kind of like, textured um like chill pop dream pop vibe on Mm -hmm. that track and um since then i've kind of been working within that sound and you know i always want to make pop that's like commercial easy to dance to easy to listen to but i also always want to have interesting um soundscapes and i think that came from working with them yeah i think that chill vibe pop sound that can never die i just it just goes it just it just goes with life you know it's just like man you can just float on to it. You know what I'm saying? It's almost yeah. like, um, you know, I think Janae Aiko, she would be considered more R&B, but it's still kind of that same vein. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. it's just feel good music. You can't go wrong with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I I worked with producers before who like wanted to brand me as like the super cool, like, enigmatic girl <laughs> or like the bad bitch. Um, and I think that's a part of me in there but i'm at the end of the day my perspective on the world i'm like uh chaotically optimistic i like to say and so i think that you get that in the music um yeah and this kind of chill pop dream pop vibe lends itself to who i am as a person now for some when they when they do music um the inspiration is it comes out of need desperation maybe because they're they're Mm -hmm. in poverty uh maybe because they've been hurt to go through something and they just need expression um 
maybe they just need a voice. They feel like they've been suppressed and they, they haven't been heard. And it just kind of goes hand in hand with you finding your voice. But where do you or how do you draw inspiration? Where does that come from? Yeah, I mean, I think it comes from my life experiences. And I always, since like, you know, middle school, high school, I've felt like I don't always fit in. Um, and I think it's because I'm a processor. Like I'm not someone that in a group setting is going to be the one like leading the conversation and like, you know, super outgoing. Um, I am a little bit more now, but I think that my making music this way comes from me just like sitting, I'm a thinker. I like sit and I think about the thing. And I feel like sometimes um, I have a lot to say about like, you know, people and, you know, situations that I've dealt with and uh, a positive outlook, you know, in retrospect. So I'm a nostalgic person, I'm a positive person. And I think that that's where um, a lot of my inspiration comes from. And although the recent songs that I've been putting out have been really positive, there will be music later that um, deals with more of the hurt that I've mm -hmm. experienced. But I think my perspective is always just like, you know, grateful it happened. What's next? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you definitely got to round it out. Everything can't be butterflies and flowers and balloons, you know, <laughs> exactly. like, because that's just not real life. You know, we all go through things. So you definitely got to round it out, show them both sides or the many sides and the many angles <laughs> yeah. of your life. I think I started with positive, like in my like debut, because I just like, that is my like natural tendency is to just be all butterflies and rainbows. But there's yeah. literally the next set of music I'm making is very different. <laughs> yeah. So now you can go speak to people who you need to uplift out of that dark hole that they're in because you've been there you know what I mean? And then you can bring them out through yeah. song. You know, everybody needs some people. Some people, I won't say everybody, but some people need that too. Yeah. yeah. That's why I love music. It's so magical. You can just connect with anyone. Absolutely. It's so powerful. It's so, mm -hmm. so powerful. Now, if you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? And here's another question with that. What yeah. is a unique quality that you think that you have, or you know that you have that transcends through anything that you do. So if you weren't doing music and you were doing something else, what is that one unique quality? And then also, what would you be doing if you weren't doing music? Yeah, this is funny because I said a lawyer the other day and um, I got asked a similar question the other day and I was like, a lawyer. Um, and he was really surprised. But I think that it ties into like my ability to like, I don't know, like hear things with music. I, I don't place any judgment on my own experiences. I just work with what I'm given and I like make sense of it and I communicate it. I think my unique skill is I'm like a really good communicator. Um, and, and so I think that in that way I would make, would have made a good lawyer if that's what I wanted to do with my life, but it's a little boring for me. <laughs> Shout out to lawyers. It's an amazing um, practice. I just, you know, this is what I wanted to do. But yeah, I think it's the communication. Yeah. Definitely. Communication is key in all transactions, <laughs> and yeah. interactions, and, yeah, and relationships. I'm so. passionate about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you said, you mentioned that you play guitar. Are you self-taught? Uh, yeah, kind of. I um, got my first guitar in fourth grade, and then I took lessons, and I thought I did not have patience for lessons, and so I ended up just teaching myself. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And how long did it take you to do that? 
Um, you know, it's an ongoing process. I started in fourth grade and I was writing songs with like simple four chords and a simple strumming rhythm. Um, and now that I am ready, you know, hopefully soon once COVID clears up to go on tour, I've been really like practicing my skills every day and like practicing bar chords and like learning little solos for my songs. So I don't think I'll ever stop learning guitar. It's a really cool instrument. Can you play by ear? Um, piano, yes, guitar, no. Piano. Oh, you play piano too? A little bit, a little bit. Okay. So I, I'm in a weird situation where I learned music theory on the piano in <laughs> okay. school because I took like a music theory class and they use pianos. But then my instrument that I've played forever is guitar. So I always yeah. have to like translate the music theory to the guitar. I've, I hear that a lot though. I hear that a lot. Yeah. People will learn on the piano, but then they just transfer the chords and to the guitar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, indeed, man. So let's talk about your music now. Let's talk about yeah. what you got going. You got your song, Daydream. You got to mm-hmm. go for it. You said your first song was Galaxy. Was that your first ever recorded song, Galaxy? I had recorded some other songs before, um, but I took them down when Galaxy came out because they weren't really like my official artist project. It was just me kind of throwing stuff out there. Um, Galaxy that was is when you my... found your voice. Yeah, exactly. So. so Galaxy was what I consider my first song. Okay. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Well, without further ado, let's jump into Daydream so we can yeah. give everybody a taste of what you got going on. All right. All right. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. And there we have it. Daydream, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> by Annie Thanks Delgado. World premiere. <laughs> yeah who produced that who produced that record um my friend sam nicolosi um he goes by nicolosi as an artist really talented guy um great guy he is an artist himself okay too so yeah yeah that thing is jamming i really like that that's a great sound yeah he's amazing he's with warner chapel and um also seeking blue for his artist project and he and I have really similar music taste, so he's definitely the person that I've had the most creative um, chemistry with so far as a produ- as far as producers go. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Did you write that? We co-wrote it together, co-wrote yeah. It? Yeah, it's a yeah. good vibe. That's a good vibe. Yeah. I-, I would have to Thanks. say, what inspired that song? Uh, it was interesting. So when I first started writing that song, it was totally about something different. It was going to be called Angel Energy, and it was going to be about um, taking the high road, because I was having... A little situation with a friend of me. Okay. Um, but I got into the studio and we decided that we didn't love the pre, and then we wrote the pre that's now in the song, and we really loved it. But it kind of changed the meaning of the song. So um, I started writing more about like desire in general, and I am someone who really feels things hard and like really wants things badly, and so I wanted to make a song about like wanting those things, like allowing yourself to feel those feelings because it's really fun. But also, you know, being grounded, knowing that you're enough, knowing that you're badass and coming out of that, like, wanting and lustfulness, um, just kind of being like, I'm going to be okay no matter what. And specifically, I was writing a bit about a time when I was in a long distance relationship. And for the first time in my life, I just felt like, um, you know, I hope that we could be together. Like, it would be great if we we were together. I would, you know, give that guy the time of his life. But... (laughs) If he doesn't want it, then like whatever. I'm gonna be great on my own. Right. Oh, that listen. I was talking, I was on um 
what was I on? I was on Clubhouse the other day and I, we had like a little room. We were talking about entrepreneurs, musicians, and relationships. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how critical it is to have a partner, the significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, you, you know, that understands mm-hmm. how creativity works, who understands the creative process and that yeah. can stomach it because it's not always ideal for them because creativity hits you whenever it hits you and you cannot put a time restraint on that. Can you speak right. to that? Have you had any experiences where it just didn't work because they didn't understand your creative process? It, you know, you couldn't give them enough time. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had a bunch of different situations. So I've had an example of every situation possible. Like one situation was this guy was an artist too. He was an actor musician. Um, and he uh, clearly he understood how creativity worked, but he wanted to take up my creativity. He like, didn't want to celebrate my own creativity, my own thing. You know, he wanted me to contribute to his creativity, uh, but not, um, you know, but not give me the time and the space to do what I wanted. And, um, we were in a band together and it just wasn't a great situation because although he understood creativity, he wanted to come into it. And so now I'm in a relationship with another artist who, um, he's a filmmaker and he really gets it. And I mean, sometimes I'll be working on songs forever and I'll be like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I'm going to finish up. I'm going to wrap it up. And he's always just like, don't apologize for that. Like if you're in the groove, you're in the groove. Yeah. Stay in the groove. Um, and I give him the same thing. Um, and then I've had guys like be very weird about like guys that are not artists, just be strange about the fact that I was an artist. Like yeah. I had someone play my, one of my songs for me and like try and like kiss me and like, Ooh, how's it feel like kissing to your own music? And I was just like, Oh no, this is weird. <laughs> so wow. yeah, I've had people who get it, people who don't get it and people who really want to get it, but they're way off. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, yeah. That's one thing is you, you do have people who they believe that they can deal with it and they want to get it but it's hard it's it's really hard it really is yeah. you know, if you're a needy person and you just need time and you need that person there all the time it's probably not going to work out as much as you yeah. want to be supportive and you know what i mean but you are who you are too you know and you can't fault mm-hmm. them sometimes i mean if they're obnoxious about it then yeah but you can't fault them either because they are who they are if they know that they need that time and that person around then they need to go get with somebody who can give them that. You know what I mean? And you need to move on as well. So Yeah, I've had non artist friends date artists and they just decide like, you know, this is too much for me. And I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely gotta know. You gotta you gotta know when to when to bow out if you're an artist because yeah. it can it can cripple you. It can cripple you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean if you're not getting the time, so much of this is just having that precious time and as like an independent artist or as a rising artist you know you have so many things you have to juggle so yeah you know for relationships getting in the way it's you know precious uninterrupted time yes (laughs) exactly you negative energy uh, argument that creativity inspiration is out the window that song that hit song that you were probably gonna write it's gone (laughs) you know what i'm saying like that same moment will never hit you again and you'll never know what you have come up with. It's gone. Yeah. 
No, I mean, for sure. I was watching, I saw um, a photo series on somewhere on the internet the other day with uh, Miyazaki, mm-hmm. you know, the filmmaker. And it was showing his process of like creating, I mean, he, he has made some of the greatest animated films of all times. And he goes through it the way that all of us do, where you're just like, you're at, you're like, station doing your thing and then you're like this is terrible and then you're like this is the best thing i've ever done and then you're like mm-hmm. this is awful and then you're like <laughs> i'll never finish this and i don't know what to do now and stuff so i mean if you're not getting that time to go through all of those things that's that's just the artist's process and it just takes time so yeah definitely man hey you you mentioned that you were in a band mm-hmm. and then you went solo So speak to the person right now who is trapped in a band because or a group because they want to remain loyal. They don't want to step on people or they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They're afraid of how, you know, they're going to be looked at or perceived. Can you speak to that? Like, how was it for you gaining your strength to say, you know what, I got to bow out of this? And then mm-hmm. off to do your own thing, like finding that that strength and that courage to be like, you know what, I'm going to go do me. I'm going to figure myself out. Can you speak to that and, and just give some type of inspiration to someone who may be in that situation? Yeah. I mean, um, in my situation, I just felt like um, they had reached like a plateau and, um, you know, there's, I've met a lot of artists who never think of the business side of things, which is a great place to be in, yeah. La La Land, frankly, like, because you just get to like, you know, make music and, you know, think you're the shit and, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, if you want to do it professionally, and there's nothing wrong with doing it as a hobby, yeah. but if you really want to do it professionally, which is what I've always wanted, um, you know, you have to be thinking about your long-term plan and you have to be constantly leveling up. So in my situation, I just realized that I was reaching a plateau with these guys. And yeah. um, they were all really talented artists, interesting, you know, like, cool performers. But I just was like, you know, I can't, I can't stay here doing this. I have a problem because I love music so much. So I'll play literally anything. Mm. And it was experimental rock, which was really interesting for me. But it wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to do pop music. And so at the end of the day, I just had to be honest with myself, honest with them. And I'd say to anyone who's like in that situation, the best thing to do is to be honest and to be kind. And like, yeah, bands get really like, the dynamic is really interesting and like you might end up with the band hating you, which <laughs> I thought I had done to myself. Now, you know, flash forward, I'm friends with a few of the members still. Um, okay. But yeah, I just had to be honest with them and, and just say like, you know, it's going to be better for you, actually. It's actually going to be better for your band if I'm not here because my heart's not in it anymore. Right. So in my scenario, they pretty quickly found a new lead singer and she could write too. And so they stuck her in there and, you know, the rest was history. And they're not a band anymore, but they were for a few years after I left. Um, And it was fine, you know, water under the bridge. So it's it's definitely worth it to move on. When you left, did you go through any type of like identity crisis of trying to figure yourself out and get back in the group of doing you? Yeah, I mean, it was... Being the band was also tied into being in a relationship, which I don't oh. recommend to but anyone yeah. dating anyone that <laughs> is in your band. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, he was someone who really like commandeered, like, I don't know, he was like, no, we don't listen to Taylor Swift because we don't like Taylor Swift because her music's trash. And so I, I love Taylor Swift. That was just an example. So like, yeah. 
I was not only like coming out of relationship finding myself, but I was also finding myself as an artist. And part of that um, was returning to like the artists that I like to listen to and like really listening to kind of an artist that I wanted to be and even discovering new people. So even though I have been a huge Taylor Swift fan my entire life, um, I didn't know a ton about Joni Mitchell and some of her influences. And so when I left the band, I had time to really listen to a bunch of music and I became really enamored with like Carole King um, and um, Joni Mitchell and all of those like OG singer-songwriter gals. So you set yourself free and you were able to grow. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, it was a major glow up for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So what? Yeah. What? Uh, we are talking about um, a new song and a new mm-hmm. video that you're going to be releasing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Or are you kind of keeping that under wraps right now? No, I'll talk about it. But- I'm really stoked about it. Um, so February 12th, I'm releasing a song called "Dancing While the World Is on Fire." Um, and it's just as heavy as the title makes it sound, but there's a light of optimism to it, like a lot of my music. And so last summer when I was with Nicolosi writing, um, we were just, we got into an existential conversation. We were like, there's so much stuff we're dealing with. We're dealing with COVID, like we're dealing with systemic racism in our country. We're dealing with um, climate change. We're dealing with all this shit. And, um, you know, it's up to our generation to fix these things that have been overlooked for years and years and years. And so that's when we started to write Dancing While the World is on Fire. Um, And there's really obvious imagery that, you know, lends itself to climate change. And I do think that climate change is like, almost like a starting issue. um, Because, you know, none of us will be here if we don't have a planet to live in in the next 50 years. And so uh, that's where the song uh, came from and I'm really really fortunate to be working with some of my role models and superheroes um, at uh, Zero Hour um, a climate change organization to kind of raise awareness for their cause okay. um, raise money for them and um, just kind of refocus us on this because there's so many issues um, but now that we have a new administration um, it's a little easier you know with Biden doing all the things he's doing for the environment to kind of reactivate everyone to be like, wait a minute, we have a big problem and we got to solve it. So yeah. obviously it's something I'm really passionate about and it shows in my song and in my music video. So that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> doing music and you're doing your life's work too. It's really important to me. I just, I really don't want to be uh, an artist who puts out like a million breakup songs, even though they're great. I love them. Like <laughs> I, I do want to, from time to time, use my platform to say things that are important. So that's why you as like- long as anyone that's how that's why you like taylor swift all those breakup songs yeah she's the queen of breakup songs she taught me everything i know (laughs) right right and she writes them so well (laughs) yeah she really does she really does she really does so tell everybody where they can find you as well online instagram Mm -hmm. uh yeah so on instagram i'm annie delgado um only one n um and then same with twitter and then YouTube, I'm Annie Delgado Official. And Facebook, I'm Annie Delgado Official. And then on Spotify, I'm Annie Delgado. Are you, you, and you're on all streaming platforms, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I favorite Spotify sometimes, but I'm on Apple Music. I'm on Tidal. I'm on um, Deezer. Uh, Amber, everywhere. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah. So you guys Anyone make sure you go good. check her out. And you make sure you go check her out. So we're talking about Taylor Swift. I want to know who would be your all-time collab. Her. <laughs> her. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, there's a million people I want to collaborate with. Uh, another person is Big Sean. I'm like the biggest Big Sean fan ever. Big like, I just think he's like spiritual and amazing. And like, he is. I think I read somewhere like you can astral project, project while listening to Big Sean's music. And I just love that he's in touch with his feelings and stuff. But yeah, yeah probably Taylor Swift because she just, she's a, a bit older than me. And I just grew up like every time I experienced something in life, there was a Taylor Swift song too accompany it and she's one of the best songwriters you know of our generation i believe and so yeah, i'd love sure. to just like be a part of it for sure taylor if you're watching <laughs> if you're watching <laughs> come on yeah. let's get the collab going let's get the collab uh, that'd be dope even I... touring, with her, touring with her is like on my vision board that would be so oh, cool. oh man if you could open up mm-hmm. no that's not even say open up you just like share the stage yeah, that would be field. amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Let's let's think further than just opening up. Yeah, be on the same bit. Yeah. Be just as big. And then you got the duo. And then you guys perform <laughs> your duet together. You know what I'm saying? Your collab. That'd be dope. I could hear that. Yeah. I, could, I could see that. Yeah, I love her. And I think, you know, she's great in that she always paves the way and, like, makes space for new artists. She's always been someone who's been so giving and generous like from you know all of her battles with like you know dealing with apple with like songwriter and uh, artist royalties and stuff mm. to bringing new people on her tour and stuff so i just really think there's space for everyone and you know i feel i hope that if i can achieve my goals in the next few years that i can do the same for new artists too hey keep putting it up on that vision board keep doing what you're doing you're headed in the right direction <laughs> thank you and all positivity <laughs> All positive things here. Hey, I want to play word association before I let you go. Okay. Just going to throw out some words and I want to know what comes to your mind. The first thing that comes to your mind. First word is success. (laughs) Ariana, just because I was just thinking about her too. (laughs) Her song, (laughs) Successful. Successful, okay. What about um, Annie Delgado? Uh, (laughs) Whimsical. Oh, all right, that's a good yeah. one. I could take that. What about yeah. um, music? Um, majestic. Majestic. Whimsical and majestic. That's a match. What about yeah. uh, Joe Biden? Um, hopeful. Donald Trump. I can't <laughs> say that on the internet. <laughs> Uh, gone out of my mind. Uh, <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. Uh, this yeah, is a random so. one. PlayStation Five. Uh, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Takes him away. Okay, so it keeps. Okay. Um, daydream. Um, success. Because today I celebrated 150,000 streams. Oh wow! Congratulations. Thanks. That's dope. I'm going to go stream it too. I've already streamed it. I'm going to go stream it some more for you. But I'm on Apple Music. Thanks. You got to take those streams from Apple, okay? I love that. <laughs> I don't pay enough attention to my Apple Music listeners. <laughs> cool. You got one here. I'm going to go stream you. What about COVID? Um, life-changing. Absolutely. In positive ways as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, Not, you know, shaking up everyone's world, no matter who you are, where you live. So. Yeah, there's been some silver linings in COVID, man. It, it really has. I, I 
we're not gonna get too deep into that but there's been some silver lines you know if people have lost their lives you can't discredit that you can't ignore that that's unfortunate and, and you know god rest them and uh, you know just prayers for their families and all that so you can't overlook that but there has been silver linings people have been able to get their shit together yes. they really have like because there's been opportunity for you to just come Slow about down. yeah because everybody really everybody down. was brought down to the same level I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what type of fame you have. I don't care what you have. Everybody was brought down to their knees with this virus. Yeah. It is. You're at home and you got to make good of a bad situation pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And you know and you know what it did for some people too? Made people hmm. realize that they are human. Yes. Because you're yes. not exempt. You're not exempt. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care what type of money you have. You're not exempt. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have any barriers. You know, it can, no barriers. Can affect one. So, I mean, by now, just about everyone knows someone who's been affected by it. So it's yeah. just it was been a earth shattering. And and also, what it did, you know, talking about environmental, it cleansed the earth. Yes. I yeah. Mean, for the first time in how many years, you could see fish and whatever swimming in the canals in Italy. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely made me rethink the way I do things, you know, and there's so much waste, you know, in the world, waste of time, you know, waste of resources causing those, you know, causing pollution, causing issues with our environment. So I hope that, you know, in light of a bad situation, everyone takes the good and moves forward as we reopen the world. Yeah, absolutely. And take... Take these stimulus checks and do and do yeah. good. Do good with them, you know. Figure something yeah. out. Start your business. I don't know, but just do right by the yeah. money. You know what I mean? Like that's a blessing. It is a blessing. That, you know, you some people didn't have that. Even six hundred dollars, yeah. they didn't have that, and you got it. Do something yeah. positive with it. You know, change your I, life. You can't change your life. Change somebody else's life. I don't know, but just do right by it. Um, I totally agree. What comes to mind when I say kaleidoscope? Love. Love. Okay. <laughs> I just watched that video, by the way. I didn't even know you had that one. And I saw it. And I was like, oh, yeah. what's up? I like that song. It, yeah, it was fun. Fun dance video. I grew up dancing, as you know. So it yeah. was fun to just like, get in a room with an amazing dancer. Kamal's incredible. And just like vibe out and dance. Now, when you start writing more, are you going to dance more? self-dancing yeah. so, like, this next music video I think everyone's gonna get a, a kick out of because I'm for all intents and purposes dancing in my underwear I'm in a t-shirt oh, you don't wow. see that okay but I, yeah the vibe was very much like you know you're stuck in home in isolation and you just don't know what else to do so you're dancing because the world is so screwed up okay um, but then with cloud nine I plan to do like more traditional pop star-esque dancing Ah, okay. All right. So you're going to bring that out. I want to see that. I'm ready to see it. Yeah. And I think I'll carry that on like throughout, you know, my career starting there. Um, I just wanted to start with some simple stuff, but it's definitely going to be a little more intensive. So I'm excited for that because I love dancing. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Thank you. What do you think of when I say kicking it with cool card? Uh, The coolest. I know that's two words, but... Uh 
It's been Thank a dope you. time. <laughs> I Thank feel, you. Actually, friend. I'll say friend because I feel like I'm just chatting with a friend. Good. That is my aim. I'm telling you. When I told listen, when we came on here, I said, what, what did I say? We're just kicking it. Nothing for yeah. We're just going to kick it. And that's how I like to do it, man. I just want people to be comfortable so they can be transparent. You know, I'll never ask any uncomfortable questions. It's all about you, your journey, you know, everything yeah. you've been through, what you can give to the viewers. And that's what it's about. Just connecting, having a good conversation. Yeah. I love that. So you I know, pre- I love communication as we, you know, yeah. talked about. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate that. Well, listen, I really appreciate you lending me your time. I do. Of course. I do. Trust me. Can't do it without you. Appreciate you coming on here, being transparent. Um, yeah, it's been a great time. And I enjoyed your video, Daydream. I enjoy your music. Continue. Many blessings. Wish you much success. Just keep doing the work. You'll get there. You're on the right track. Yeah. And just keep doing God's work too, man. You, you know, with your new video and everything. Like, yeah, continue with that for yeah. sure. And giving back yeah. to the world. That's that's key. That's number one. Really important to me. I think, you know, we should all do it in any way that we can. So, yeah, that right there will carry you. That yeah. will carry you, you know, because it's selflessness. That's just, yeah. Yeah, if anything, it gives me uh, motivation to keep going because it's just something that I love so much and I'm so passionate for. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, man. Hey, everybody. This has been episode 59. Annie Delgado. Check her out on Instagram, Annie underscore Delgado. It's right there down below. And I'll have all your links in the description so they can go and click, check your music, go to Instagram, all that, all your social sites. So you guys be sure to check her out. Support artists, independent art, whatever type of artist. Support creatives. Seriously. Amen. Or <laughs> can't do it without you, man. We need you. You know, I do this for you. Can't do it without you. She does it for you. Can't do it without you. Y'all show that love and support. Hey, it's been a blessing having you on. Had a great time. I appreciate it. Until next time, y'all. Hey, tune in every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You'll be kicking it with your boy, Cool Card. You never know who I might have. Make sure you subscribe if you want to continue getting the value that I bring on here with these guests. All right, until next time, peace and love, and we out. Bye, thank you.